Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Life of Pi with me, your host, Paul Young. Tonight, we have episode number 15, and tonight I'm rolling solo, and tonight we're talking about the smash hit on Disney Plus right now, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So going into this, I was very skeptical about it because I wasn't a huge fan of The Falcon and the Marvel series. I know some people out there listening might be upset about that. Sorry, I just wasn't. But thus far, this show has proven me wrong. Before I jump into all that, like I said, I will be covering episodes one, not ep- yeah, episodes one through three tonight. And then my next episode, which will be episode 16, I'll be doing episodes five, four through six after episode six drops this weekend, which is the season finale. So I'm really excited because a lot of good cliffhangers they've had in here. So right off the rip, like I said, I wasn't a big fan of the Falcon, but honestly, after the first god like 10 minutes like not not even like five minutes of the show i mean they just they jump right into the action that's the one thing i loved about this series so far like wandavision they had like they kind of build it up and build it up which i understood why they did the way they did but with this one i liked that that they literally just that sam and bucky just Jumped right into the action. I'm talking like right off the rip in the very first episode. The opening shot I thought was one of the coolest parts of this series so far. And for those of you who have seen this, which I'm sure most of you have, if you're listening, the opening shot is Sam looking down at the shield. And you, and you, you know it's the shield. And he's just kind of looking at something and you automatically know it's the Captain America shield. And you hear him say, it feels like it belongs to someone else. Then you hear a voice which I'm assuming is supposed to be Captain America. Send me a comment if I'm wrong. That's what I took it as saying, but it isn't, but it doesn't. And to me, that was so cool. Then right after that, it just jumps into an action sequence with him trying to save a soldier, you know, in, in a air, they, uh, someone jacked the air, uh, air force one, uh, plane. And, you know, he has to go up there and fight these dudes and like right off the rip, you get you get so right off the first six minutes basically, you get the shield, then you get Sam's first fight scene, which you have uh George St. Pierre's character returning from the Marvel movies, which is really cool. I'm glad they brought him back because his character is really cool. He can do the action sequences, and I think that's really dope. Then you get his red the Red Wing, his first appearance with that. You know. And these fight scenes that they have in the in the series so far in episode one, I thought were are just like they're so they're so jam packed, they're 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 powerful, quick, fast, just they they flow so smoothly, you know the you know the CGI and like I said the fighting sequences, everything with this flows so smoothly. <clears throat> I think Anthony Mackie, who is the Falcon, honestly he brings it in the show. Like, like I said, he wasn't I, like I didn't like hate him. In the Avengers movies, I don't want to get that like twisted. I just wasn't like the biggest fan because you know there you've all the other big ones. You have Iron Man and Captain America, Spider Man, Thor. You know, you, you guys all know the cast. So like, but him, so for him to get like his own series with Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, you know, played by Sebastian Stan. You know, I thought this was really cool. So with them bring again, so we'll jump back to the fight sequence. So you have that. And then the episode flashes, and you're seeing where Bucky's at. So this is taking place basically a few months after Endgame happens, after everybody comes back from the blip. 
So it shows Anthony Mackie. He's at a ceremony after saving the um, army army guy, and it shows him. Um, yeah, he, he's at like a Smithsonian or something, and basically he gives the shield to the U.S. government to put in the Smithsonian as a Smithsonian thing. And and after he gives up the shield, you know, you can tell he kind of regrets it. And then you instantly flash to Bucky in a therapist office. And well, actually, no, before that, let me let me let me backtrack about 35 seconds or so. You get a shot of Bucky as the winter soldier, like in just the homicidal Hydra killer mode. And it's showing and he is just it shows him killing these people. And then he comes out of a nightmare and then you realize he's still battling with the demons that he had to deal with as the Winter Soldier of him killing people. And then it shows like his next shot is him in a um, therapist office. So he's talking to a therapist and she's asking about, are you still having nightmares and everything? He's like, no, I'm not having nightmares. But yet we know he is from the shot. He's waking up on the floor, you know, because it's like, I guess, you know, it's just, you can tell that's the one thing they did very well with this series so far. Like, especially in episode one, they focused on Sam and Bucky's, like, almost, like, inner demons. Like, their fallout from, like, the Endgame movie, come back from the blip. You know, the Avengers not really being, like, together, almost apart, almost some retired, some carrying on, and them not being a part of it. So I love that you show they show them fighting their inner demons. Then you show, and then it shows like Bucky is meeting up with this older Asian guy, and he's going out to dinner with him. And then the guy gets him to go on a date, and of course, Bucky realizes, you know, that he can't be there because he doesn't really associate with people with dating and everything because he's, you know. He said he hasn't danced like in like 1943 or something like that. And so he just has hindered his inner demons of just like self-doubt, not being able to control himself and trying to make amends with everybody that he wronged as when he was the winter soldier. Now that he's like been pardoned and clear and his brain's working, the, like the words don't do anything to him anymore. And so, and this actually took me like two, I watched this two or three times, I believe. I didn't realize that the, um, I forget the guy's name. I'm sorry. Um, the Asian, the older Asian guy he's going to dinner, to lunch and dinner with. And the guy that sets him up on a date with the waitress, he goes back to his house and he sees like the burning, like the photo with the altar. It took me like two episodes to realize like that was the guy that he murdered in his dream. I know a lot of you diehards out there probably saw it instantly, but I thought that was really cool. And I was like, oh shit, like that's awesome. Like, this is why this is good. And then it shows like his little book of all people he's trying to make amends with. And I think that's really cool that they had that in there. That he's trying to make amends with people. And then, you know, right after that, um, you get introduced to the flag smashers. I believe it's uh, Torres is uh, Anthony Mackey's friend's name. And he tells him about the flag smashers. And then he goes out and goes after these dudes and tries to like figure out what they're doing and meet up with them and try and almost like infiltrate or figure out what their situation is. Then of course you find out like how powerful, how strong and quick and fast and coordinated these dudes are. Then he gets knocked the hell out. And so that's when you, like I said, you find out about them. They're like the big bad. You can tell that right off the rip. 
Um, you can tell, I mean, I love that you could tell they were like super soldiers. You're like, okay, something's up here because like these dudes are way too strong, way too powerful. And then ending that episode, it, it shows Anthony Mackie like sitting in his chair doing something on his computer. His sister comes in. You got to check this out. And the government introduces a new Captain America, John Walker. So like when this happened for me, I was like, what the hell? Because like I said, I like, I want to preface this by saying I haven't read the comics, okay? I've just seen the movies and for what my friends have told me, I haven't div- dove into the comic series. I've been told that, you know, John Walker becomes like a bad guy and everything. And that's fine. Like I know that now, but you kind of get that. Like you're not going to introduce this guy if you're not going to do something big. So, so you can tell like with the shock of that, it's like, and then like they show him just like being introduced as like Captain America, the new one. And then it's just like, episode's done. Like the cliffhangers these that, that Disney Plus does with this, with Marvel is absolutely beautiful and genius because they give you just enough, just enough to like, damn, I got to watch next week. Not that you weren't already going to watch it. Because if you're watching this point, like I'm obsessed with anything Marvel. Like I'm all over anything Marvel. Like the new Ten Rings, the Chinzu, I forget the name of the dude. Sorry for you Marvel super fans. Uh, the new trailer just came out. That movie looks looks like it's gonna be awesome. I'm excited for all like you know the Black Widow movie to come out sometime this summer. You know I'm excited for all of this, and I hope we get another season of uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But back to uh, the main point of this. Sorry, I I go on tirades sometimes. You guys know this by now. So episode two, like I said, it and again they always have really good opening scenes too, which I really love about this show. Like the opening scenes are always very good. Um, their first shot is literally just like someone unzipping a bag, basically, and you can tell it's the Captain America outfit. And then of course you get like you're introduced to base your your full your introduced to John Walker without the mask, you know, and his best friend, um, Lamar Hoskins, who is also like his sidekick guy, like his buddy in battle, whatever you want to call it. And basically it's just like, they're at their old high school at like a big, uh, I guess like a big pep rally for him for like good morning America, I believe is what it is. And he just talks about how, you know, he's not super strong. He just has a lot of guts and all that. And it's just like, it's almost nauseating and it's just like, but he's like, oh, America needs this and all that. And it's just, and to, to me, that part was kind of just like, uh, I mean, I get why they did it. It was just like, cause to me, to, to me, Chris Evans is Captain America. So, but I understand you had to bring a new guy, introduce like characters that you can turn bad or good and do different things with them. I get that. But to me, Chris Evans is my dude. Um, then right after that, you know, then you flip over to, uh, Bucky showing up and joining, basically annoying Sam in the conversation they have about the three A's, the aliens, um, aliens, androids, or, uh, or wizards or something like the three big A's, I forget, the big three aliens, androids, and wizards. And they argue about how Dr. Strange is a sorcerer, not a wizard. And then like, they're talking about like Gandalf and he's like, you've read the Lord and Sam's like, tells Bucky, you've left the Lord of the Rings. He goes, you knew Gandalf is. He goes, yeah, I read it when it came out in 1927. And he just laughed. And so of course Bucky joins Sam on his mission 
They go on a mission to Munich to track down, to help try and track down the Flag Smashers. So, and then of course you got Sam jumps out the back of a plane, has wings. Bucky doesn't have a parachute, so he just jumps out of a plane going hundreds of miles an hour, 200 feet above the ground. And then that turns into a whole... So they basically track down the Flag Smashers. You know, they're stealing medicine and stuff. They understand why they're stealing this stuff. They're like, we gotta stop them. And of course, you know, they're arguing like an old married couple, which is just like, it's like they're back and forth. Like they're, they're back and forth. I think it's just so funny. And of course, then that leads to a whole them tracking him down. And that leads to them having a, like a big, they're a big action sequence on top of moving semis, a big, huge fight sequence on top of moving semis. Again, these fight sequences that they do, whoever's choreographing these things is amazing like they are so good so well done um i mean i can't say enough then of course john walker and his um his buddy lamar hoskins show up out of nowhere and land with them because they're getting their sam and bucky getting their asses kicked by these super soldiers they thought they could take them but these dudes ain't playing they end up actually all getting their asses kicked and then john walker tries to give them a ride back and they're just like basically like f off like you're not Captain America. You don't deserve this shield. And then on the way back to um, to their to the base, well, actually they well they get back to the base and their their way home. I believe they stop into I think believe they stop in Baltimore. And Bucky takes um, Sam introduces him to Isaiah, which is a uh, black super soldier from the Korean war that he knew that he, that he battled against and got it. apparently as Isaiah says, he kicked his ass, <laughs> which is really funny. And so like Sam shocked face about how he just like, he's like, how did nobody know? Like that this dude, that we had super soldiers decades ago and nobody knew him. Bucky's like, it wasn't important until now. So of course that leads them getting into argument and you know, before that, like Isaiah tells him, he, he goes, you know, they they locked me up and, you know, they locked this dude up for 30 freaking years, experiment him all the time to find out the serum and what made him and how to make more. And like, that's just like sick. Like the dude is an American hero and you're going to lock him up and try to get the super serum out of his blood and and everything. And of course, then he kicks Sam and Bucky out of the house and. And of course, at least they're arguing in the street. And then, of course, Bucky gets arrested, even though he's been pardoned. And so that leads to them being uh, in going to Sam going to the jail. And Bucky gets um, his bail bought and taken out of jail by Captain America, which is just like this dude just like always at the right place at the right time is just being an annoying pain in the ass. And they're just like, you've got to be kidding me. And he gets out. They get him out because it turns out Bucky's therapist served with John in some, you know, army form or whatever. And so the therapist puts him and Bucky in this office and they're having like a session. And the stare down that they do is so funny. They're like touching their knees and stuff. They're like, I'm going left. You're going right with your knee and your knee, this and that. Like they're back and forth. They're like, again, like I'm arguing like an old freaking married couple. To me, it's just, it's so funny. Like I said, the back and forth is so funny. And so they decide that they're going to do this mission and they're never going to speak again because they freaking hate each other's guts and they annoy the shit out of each other. 
So then, then they find, then we uh, find out that the only way to find out anything about the super serum is to is to get with they believe Hydra is behind this because you know everybody knows the Hydra is the big bad, and um, so the only connection they really have to Hydra left is like one of my favorite villains from the Marvel series still, which is Zemo, and that's played by Daniel Brühl. And um, so the episode ends with them deciding they're going to go visit Zemo. Sam's very opposed to it, but they really don't have any other option. So that's what they do. So we'll jump We'll jump over to episode three. I said, I'm going to try to give you about 30, about 25, 30 minutes. I, wanna, I don't want to bore you guys too much. So I just want this to be a quick listen for y'all. And so the opening sequence, episode three, again, another great opening sequence. Uh, you got John Walker and Lamar. Uh, they go on a raid on a known flag smashers hideout in Munich. And of course, these people aren't going to help Captain America and this dude because they they don't give a shit. Like they're they're all about survival and like you know the um, Carly, the leader of the Flag Smashers. You know she's providing these people with food and medicine and and water. And so these people are, are going to cover for her because like she's providing them a means of you know safety and security. See, like the one guy literally spits in Captain America's face. And the guy goes, John Walker's like, do you know him? And the guy goes, yeah, I don't give a shit. And so, yeah, like I said, and like, and to, to me, that was really, I like this, what they did with Carly, like, it's really smart the way she went about this, you know, getting like more followers through the use of like water and medicine, and, you know, these people protecting her and like growing her network and her strength and her power. So I think there's like eight super soldiers and they're looking to get more to make more super soldiers. So they're unstoppable against the GRC. And so then we go over to Bucky visiting with Zemo. And again, the guy that plays Zemo, Daniel Brühl, I love him as Zemo. I think he is absolutely awesome as his character. And I love that his opening line is literally the words like rusted and 16. And I forget the other ones, like the seven words that basically transform Bucky into the, the obedient winter soldier. And I love that was like his first like couple of words to him. And so, like, again, I love the guy that plays him. I think he does, I think he does an amazing job as his character. Very precise, cold, and calculated. Always three steps ahead of everyone else. I love that. So, basically, they use his Hydra connection because they believe he can lead them to who was making the serum because they believe Hydra is still making it. And so... This leads them to breaking Zemo out of jail, which is like you're breaking out one of the most notorious criminals in the world out of jail by causing a jail fight. And it's just like, and then of course you got Sam flipping out. And of course, you know, cause you're just like, what the hell? Like it's it, cause I'd be the same thing. I'd be like, why the hell are you breaking this dude out? I understand they're only leave. I was like, you know how dangerous this dude is, what he did to you, brainwashing you and stuff. <laughs> and so they end up going with Zemo to track down the Flag Smashers and Martyrpore. So they go over there and meet with the um, oh, the Power Broker. That's the name of the character. You know, because they believe that she can lead them to him. So they actually, you know, and they, and they disguise them as people that they're not. And, you know, they dress up at Sam in this ridiculous outfit, in this, like, tiger outfit. It's just, like, so over the top and ridiculous. 
And of course, Sam gets, you know, a phone call and it turned and he gets basically sold out by his sister calling him Sam on the phone. So that leads to the, to the power broker getting killed. <laughs> and then basically a bounty goes out on them. So everybody in Martyrfor is basically after these dudes trying to kill him. And then we have a reemergence of Sharon Carter, who has been trapped in Martyrfor because of like she's been um she's basically been just stuck there because she can't come back to the United States, so she has nowhere else to go because of like laws that she's broken and stuff. And again, like the the fight sequences inside this bar, you know, again are like top notch, fantastic, you know. Quick, powerful, fast, quick, like on the point, smooth. Again, I can't stress enough. Like the fight sequences, I love the fight sequences. And again, like you know, Sharon Carter gets brought back. They didn't. They didn't really. She was. They forgot she was even alive. And so she basically saves their ass. And can't believe that Zemo was with them. And they're like, "Why is Zemo with you guys?" So, and then she helped then. Carter actually helps them track down a guy actually helps gets tracked down a guy who's making the super serum still, you know, and they're at a party and let, let's just talk a minute about Zemo's dancing in that party scene. I know it's like four seconds, but that dancing is so horrible. But at the same time, it is so freaking funny. It is so ridiculous. I hope to God that is Daniel Brule's real freaking dance moves. I really hope to God it is because that was shit was so funny. I mean, I'd like to say, and it was three seconds, three to four seconds, but it was so funny. So they go out to this shipping yard and they track down this guy who's making the serum. He tells us about how he perfected it after years of research and everything. And then he disappeared in the blip and then he came back after five years and so he just picked up basically where he left off. Then, of course, you know, bounty hunters find out where these guys were Sam and Bucky and Carter and Zemo are at. So they start blowing up and again. You have another big Agent Carter's fight sequence in this. I'm going to call it that Sharon Carter's fight sequence in this. It's freaking badass. I love when these chicks beat these dudes asses. These like assassins, these badass dudes. I love when these chicks whoop their asses. Love that shit. And so you have another big fight sequence and then Zemo basically saves their ass towards the end of this fight sequence and then um then you flash forward a little bit later in this later in the episode and it shows carly you know breaks into the grc and then she blows up the grc with like guards inside of it and like even her partner's like what are you doing she goes this is the only language they speak and it's just like you know you're just getting ready for like another cliffhanger and then, you know, then you got, you know, Bucky and Sam, they're making their way back towards America. And then Bucky goes out for a walk. And the Dory Malage, if I butchered that name, I'm sorry, the guard, the Wakanda female guard shows up for Zemo, which I love that they brought the Wakandas into this. I mean, they had to because of what he did to them, the whole bombing and everything. I love they brought these guys, these chicks into. I love they're being part of this. I love the Wakanda, like the world, the characters, the outfits, and these badass chicks that literally whoop everyone's ass. And again, 
you know, Bucky turns around and goes, I wonder how long it's going to take you. To, I wonder if you're going to show up. And again, end the episode. Another great freaking cliffhanger. So that's all I got for you guys. Like I said, I want to make keep this short to keep you guys. I don't want to bore you too much with me just talking for like an hour at a time. But again, I'll be back with episode 16 here pretty soon. And again, with episode 16, it may be me. I may get a guest here if I can. And we'll be talking about episode episodes four through six of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I hope you guys thank you all for listening. I hope you guys all enjoyed this. You know, feel free to drop me messages on the Anchor app or Spotify or my Instagram account. It's the Life of Pi on Instagram. Uh, we got we also have a website, lifeofpi.org. If you want to drop messages there, it's all lowercase.org. Um, we're going to start recording. Actually, we're going to start recording these pretty soon so you guys can see what me and my guests look like and stuff like that. So we're going to start recording these pretty soon and putting up on YouTube. I actually have a YouTube page on Flay Review, so please give a like, subscribe, and follow. And again, uh, thank you guys all again so much for listening. And until next time, I hope you've enjoyed this slice of pie. Thank you. <laughs>